Welcome back, guys. Hi, everybody. This is Fish and Grits, the podcast. Round three. Fight! Okay, no. All right. No. Let's get into it, best friend. How are you doing on this Sunday afternoon? I'm okay. I'm hungry right now. Oh, guess what I had today for breakfast? Fish and Grits. Shrimp and Grits. same thing <laughs> i can't get my grits to be like my mama grits though i feel like that's gonna take years to get my grits like my mama grits i hope not they just don't taste the same and stuff never tastes as good as when your mom makes it, so. <sighs> do you that's think like, a- like you know how people say that like people pass down like all the traditions of food and stuff do mm-hmm. you think like because everybody says you would never your food would never be as good as your mom Okay, I'm pretty sure that my mama, somebody told her that her food would never be as good as her mom. And I'm pretty sure that somebody told my grandmother that her food would never be as good as her mama. Do you think that as our generations keep going that our food becomes even more watered down? Or do you think that... Well, I don't think the food is watered down. It's like you... I mean, did you know your grandmother? Mm-hmm. Did you ha- try her food? hmm Was it as good as your mom's or was it Better. Better. Okay, well, I don't think your mom's food is watered down. I just think that, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I just, I'm saying from my own experience, like my mom's uh, mom passed away when she was in high school. So I never got to meet her or taste mm. her food. But I know my mom said that she could cook her ass off. And I'm but sure she tries to compete. Okay, but I'm sure she tries to compete at the level of trying to get her cooking the way her mom cooked it, or at least the formula down so that it tastes decent. And my mama can cook. It's, it's good food. But it's like, I don't have nothing to compare it to. So I kind of feel like when I start cooking and learning how to cook greens and chicken and mac and cheese, if it don't taste like my mama's, I'm going to be pissed off. I'm going to be disappointed. Mm. You, on the other hand, you said your grandmama's food is better than your mom's. Well, and your mom's I think it food depends. My mom dishes, some dishes were better. Like, I don't know. I think it depends. Because my sister, my older sister, she can throw down, but. There's just certain things that my sister can cook that taste better than what my mama can cook. And maybe that's because your sister is adding her own unique element to the recipe to switch it up. True. You know, like, I don't know, maybe your mom did something different that your grandma didn't do in her cooking. Um, or she found she didn't like the way she this came out because she did it this way, so she just switched it up. I mean, mm. maybe that's why it doesn't taste the same. But as long as it don't taste trash, like, I don't really... I wouldn't, I think watered down is a bit much. Yeah, I didn't mean to say watered down. I think that was yeah, like I apologize black. to your mom. I apologize to my mom, all the, the ancestors, ancestors before her and before her mom, everybody. I apologize. Don't strike me down and please don't make the rest of my food be bland for all my life. <laughs> you can never, I don't, I mean, you know, there are some blacks who can't cook. But it's nothing to just add a little dash of seasoning extra. Just put some saison on it. Taste it. Like, are you not, my thing is, are you not tasting it while you're cooking? Because if you're just going in, like, I'm going to just taste it at the end, it's Uh, never going to work out in your favor. I don't know. Who do do that? That J lady from that Soul Food video that Cocoa Butter published. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, nah, I'm not wrong because she did all that shady she was shit so talking. Mean. She was to all the other so women mean. cooking. Her stuff looked like it was fried and 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 it just grease. didn't look right. It didn't even look done. Uh-uh. It's just like the way she was going off. You would have thought she had a whole plate full of like candy yams, greens, mac, crispy looking fried beans, chicken, greens, potatoes, tomato. Okay, it was bad. It was it wasn't even cooked all the way through. Speaking you of families, what? You should definitely add that song under when you add it. Speaking of families, do you want to um, take this as an opportunity to talk about Queen Sugar and their family drama that they yes, got going on? It's fresh. The episode. Oh yeah, you just finished it, fresh. right? Yeah. Okay. Fresh. Yeah. All right. Um, let me go first. Ding ding ding. Okay. I love Nova. I really do, and she can be very frustrating. I think I'm in the middle right now. Mm. I think she is fucked up for not consulting them about their stories, about their pain, about all these little secrets that has been kept in their family. And she was like, well, I'm going to publish it and I'm going to make a book and use this as an example to other Americans to learn from. I was like, that's fucked up. And then you, what you, and you were sneaky about it too because you waited until the book was going to come out two weeks yeah. before to like let them know. And a part of me feels like if that lady in the restaurant hadn't been like, "Oh, one of my kids saw one of your billboards," I don't think she would have told them at all. I think she got confronted with it when Hollywood confronted her about it. Like, you know, you're wrong about something. It was something in that right. book because you would never not share your work with us. Mm-hmm. So it's like on the one hand, you are fucked up for that. On the other hand, when Charlie was going in on her and she was explaining to Charlie, like, you are a participant in enabling men and enabling the system of patriarchy because you paid that girl off and you participated in rape culture. And I'm just using you as an example of, like, how we need to change our ways. I was like, okay, I didn't think about it like that. And I feel you what you're saying. Like, Charlie was there wrong for what she did. Okay. And, like, I don't think Charlie, hold on, let me finish. I don't think Charlie realized how much of a role she played in it or how wrong she was in it. But I just kind of think that it's still fucked up to use your sister like that. Like the way she painted her when Charlie started reading reading it and she was, she eviscerated her ass. She talked about her privilege, her life. I was like, bro, you went in on your sister. Like you did not have to go in on her like that. But I'm stuck in the middle. Charlie also came into that confrontation with Nova with sticky notes all up and through that manuscript. She had receipts. She was just like, I'm going to show you what you said because if you sit here and lie to me, I'm going to read verbatim what you said about me and how it made me feel. And I'm just like, I'm in the middle. I also think that it, yes, Nova was using Charlie as like, you know, an example for like Mm -hmm. perpetuating this whole idea with the rape culture. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like Nova couldn't take like an unbiased look at that because I just feel like Nova started bringing in all of her personal issues of Charlie into that. Like, talking about her light skin color, how her mom was, like, white and how privileged she was growing up and stuff. It just seemed like she was just taking stabs after, like, jabs, jabs, jabs at Charlie and then, like, added all the rape culture on top of how, like, she always grew up privileged and then to further her privileged life, these are the things that she decided to do in in the midst of protecting this man. But, yeah, I don't think Nova... Nova... (sighs) 
is it biased or is it her true feelings? Okay, it could be her true feelings, but why not take your tr- if you trying to teach America about how we have these secrets and we need to start telling the truth? Why you can come out and tell your sister the truth about your feelings towards her? Like, why does she have to read those feelings about how you felt about colorism and like her growing up privilege and stuff? Why did you have to put that in the book and why not take that up with your sister? I could see they've always had a contentious relationship. So in my mind, I'm thinking I feel like they've had this argument before and never got anywhere because they're both stubborn. They are both very strong. Their whole family strong. Very. They are, but those two in particular, they are two different women, but they are very strong. So I feel like we've had this argument before of like Charlie having this one way of how she does things, Nova having this one way, and them both judging each other on how they run things. And why Nova and it, couldn't and never, talk about herself in the book? I think she did. She said that I talked about myself. I talked about how I am responsible hmm. for Too Sweet being put in jail because I was dealing him weed and I was growing weed. But she did not. She failed to mention the affair she uh-huh, had. With the and white also, police officer. <laughs> And it was something else she did. Did she didn't say anything Indeed. about her taking yes. that ten thousand dollars to bail too sweet out? Uh, messing with Remy, which was your sister. She didn't man. say that either. See? All right, yeah. if you want to come her out ex. and tell the truth, her at the, the moment he was her truth. sister's ex. But yes, yeah, she didn't. But I mean, I don't know if that's because it's in the book and she just happened to not mention it in the conversation, or she just didn't put it in there. Period. I mean, like if she put all it in there, then I mean, okay, it's fair to say, like, yeah. I talked about myself too, so let's not sit up here and act like I just put all y'all business out. But I just think it was the fact that like you were sneaky about it, you were underhanded, and like you knew they would never give you permission to put all of their business out there. Even though Charlie's is more public than everybody else's, but I felt bad for Ralph because I'm like, bro, it's gonna take one child at Blue School coming to him and being like, well, my mama said, and my mama read that your daddy, real daddy, right? And Blue take it back to him, and he got to deal with it. And I'm just like, Nova, I understand what you're trying to do, but you're going to lose your family at the cost of trying to be truthful and teach America a lesson about, you know, bottling up secrets and trauma and healing and trying to set everybody free. And I'm just like, I hope it works. I I hope that y'all do some self-reflection, but not right now with all this anger and Oof, so do yeah. you think that this is an accurate depiction of the black family and how we harbor in secrets? Yes. yes. So were you brought up on the whole idea of what happens in this house stays in this house? Yes, because I remember one time I ran my mouth <laughs> to somebody I wasn't supposed to. But that I don't was know if I got a whooping. <laughs> I don't remember if I got a whooping, but I know I was warned that like you don't need to be telling business or anything my business or anybody else's outside of this house to other people. And it's like, I'm a kid, so I'm it's a lesson you learn because you don't know no better. Like, it's funny because it reminds me of, spoiler alert, Big Little Lies. Something similar to that happened where she overheard her mom having a conversation and it was like, what she overheard was some deep ass shit. So, she overheard her mom having a conversation, told the person it was about, and mind you, these are children. So, I can see the same thing happening in Queen Sugar, but told them, and somehow it got back to everybody else. It's just it's just, it, it happened like that. Where it's like, I got yelled at. I don't know if I got a whip or not, but I learned my lesson that, like, you don't need to repeat everything you hear mm-hmm. in these walls. Yeah, like, I grew up, like, taking on the whole ideology, too. Like, I think my sister set me down first to tell me, like, hey, what happens in this house stays in this house. 
Yeah. Our business is our business. It's not your little friends down the street business. It's mm-hmm. not your cousin. Like it, and then they kept it real immediate. Like it ain't it ain't our first cousin business. It ain't uh uncle over there business. What happens in here stays in here. And then I just think that because we harbor in those secrets within ourselves, within our immediate family, I think that we close the door on trying to, I guess, talk about those secrets within our immediate family. Yeah, like if because... I was brought up on the whole idea of, oh, well, I automatically feel that I can't even talk about this, period. Not even with you as my sister, not with mm. you as my mom, because y'all are making it seem like this is just something that just should never be spoken about. And I think that's how, like, a lot of things are perpetuated throughout, like, our communities as far as, like, whether it's, um, like, child molestation or, mm-hmm. you know, people having an affair or financial issues. I mean, child molestation is the number one thing I think about when I think about Secrets. protecting protecting the men and, yeah. like, making you, if, if you were a victim of that, it's kind of like you have to literally grow up dealing with or being around this man who did what he did to you. Right. And you can't say anything about it. And all that trauma and hurt just builds up. And that's how trauma and shit gets passed down from generation to right. generation. Because we're not healing from it. Y'all don't want to call him out. Y'all don't want to put him in jail for what he did. It's just like, okay, we're going to pretend like it didn't happen. You don't say nothing. We're going to take care of this. And just, we're just going to act like nothing happened. Yeah. And it's, it's not right to the person who was severely traumatized by an uncle or a cousin or a brother mm-hmm. or a nephew like that's what it reminded me of and I get what she's trying to do but it would be different if they worked that out like you said within their family and then and then the ooh, that nigga Jimmy Dale <laughs> oh my god David Allen Green looks so evil like yeah. I, like he the way he interacted with people it was scary to me how charming he was mm-hmm. that I'm like I could see Unvi getting caught up with a nigga like him and I can only imagine what he did to her. Mm-hmm. And to see Aunt Vi sit down at the end and read what Nova wrote and about said, her being no, a strong she didn't. black woman. Mm-hmm. And her saying, no, she didn't. Like, that's going to hurt. I said, girl, you thought Charlie and Ralph ripped you an asshole? Aunt Vi is going to turn her back. I think Aunt Vi is just going to be like, I don't even want you in my life anymore. <laughs> yeah, like no more. And I feel, and I wonder how Micah is going to react because he thinks he so loves highly her. Nova. Yeah. And I'm like, this involves him too. I don't know if she has a chapter on him or if just him reading what she read, what she wrote about his dad and his mom, if that's enough to put a rift between them. Because first of all, Nova came back looking like Eric Killmonger. He got the nice five o'clock shadow, oh, back, the yeah. dreads, flipped over the eye. He up here beating up white folks that's trying him. His voice a little deeper. I said, if I ain't know no better, I would think he didn't lost his virginity. Like he just... <laughs> He look like a man now. Like it's just it's weird. And I'm just like, I don't I'm I'm gonna feel sad to see how this fallout affects his and Nova relationship because I really like it. It's about to change the trajectory of everybody's relationship. Yeah, it is. It's really gonna break up the family or in the sense that like Nova gonna be pushed out and it's gonna be just and it's like it's funny because this probably gonna make Ra Ra and Charlie closer. Yeah. Because of their shared anger and grief. And then, I don't oh, know what Micah's going to do. Because I feel like she brought up he's... Darla. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That was such a suit. And Darla. Darla is really trying to move on. She's <laughs> right? She's trying to get her like... life together. <laughs> like, Ooh, Darla. I don't know. <clears throat> I wonder how it's going to change Micah. Because I feel like he already too far gone in her rhetoric to go back to the way he was before they moved down there. 
But then I'm just, I think he's going to be rebelling again, honestly. Everybody going to know his business. And I think she put in there about the love child that Davis had. And I don't think the world knew about that, right? Oh, God. Or did they? I don't know. Because if she, I know she put that in there. And that's really going to, ooh, child, that's really going to rip. You know what? I don't even think everybody has fully read the book yet. I feel like everybody no. went to their own chapter. Yeah, and reacted. And I think also Charlie read within. Ralph Angel's chapter. That I think she read for sure. Well, you yeah, know, she said, well, she you told know, Raph Hollywood, not to read it. She was like, don't read the she book. She did. Don't read but it. But I know she told Hollywood, well, Hollywood said that, you know, have y'all read the entire thing? Yeah. Which it almost made it seem like you, maybe there yeah. was more to just the negativity. Yeah. But mm. everybody's harping on that <clears throat> negative part of like, this is what you think about me. I'm a privileged, light skinned woman who is enabling patriarchy and protecting men who are perverts and rapists and stuff. And like Ra is a felon who has taken on the burden of raising a child. It's not he is an unvised, a strong woman. She's too strong for her own good sometimes. Um, how many chapters in a book? It's thick too. Yeah, it's a thick book. Girl, like But I just hope that everybody can like, you know, get healing from the secrets within all of our families and like just not die with those secrets on our heart and in our mind. But I think Nova knew that if she even tried to address them at first before she wrote this stuff down, they would never talk about it. It would just be a bunch of arguing, a bunch of hollering over each other, a bunch of I don't want to hear. Because remember when she tried to record Vi that one time she was helping her make pies and Vi was like, no, what you're not going to do is tell your daddy secrets. So you need to talk about something else because mm-hmm. I'm not telling you anything. Yeah. I think that there was there was a way to do it, but I just think that it wouldn't have it wouldn't have given off the same fruitful results as this did because if you go to Charlie and be like, hey, let's talk about the fact that you protected your husband when he sexually abused this girl, Charlie wouldn't want to sit down and talk about that. It just would have been another argument between them. Another three or four episodes, they don't talk to each other. You know? So, yeah. I just, I hope, that's why I said I hope it's worth it. I hope in the end, like, this fixes some stuff, but we might not see that shit till next season. Right. To be honest. <laughs> to be quite honest. But I'm like, damn, we two episodes in. It's already people cussing over out. And she feeling guilty and having nightmares. Yeah. And I'm praying for you, Nova. Because <laughs> I feel like Vi gonna choke the shit out of her. I honestly feel like. I think that Vi would be so upset that she would just be like, get out of my face. I think out of everybody, but I would probably be the one to talk to her the most. Because Ralph told her, sis, stay away from my son. And Charlie ripped up their picture of them together. Yes, so just I just feel like Vi is always the one that when they do have arguments or something is going on with dr- drama-wise, she is the one that's like, look, we not about to do this. We family. We all we got left. Your daddy rolling over his grave looking at y'all fight like this. I think she would be the one. Or maybe Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Maybe Hollywood. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Can we talk about Euphoria real quick since we on the topic of TV shows? Who child? <laughs> wow, <sighs> Euphoria was a ride. It was a it was a ride. I mean, I can't even come um, up with a roller coaster amusement park that can even sum up what Euphoria felt like watching on TV. Uh, you you compared it to our high school experience, and I didn't get it until you explained it. <laughs> I had to so... lay out so many like 
like facts to you about how I feel like because a lot of people on Twitter was like oh my god is this really what high school is right now back in the day we was worried about what hairstyle we was wearing the prom and all this type of stuff and I just think that I don't know if it's because I was connected in high school but I wasn't necessarily friends with those people that I knew a little bit of everybody's business but I just kept it to myself because I think when I started telling you, like, the instances that I saw from my high school that felt like euphoria, you was like, I didn't know that or I didn't pay attention to that or something or like no, that. Or no, I forgot. I remember the thing you told me about a certain somebody, but I just forgot about it. Like, I don't tend to think about high school as much. So I do, I will say the experience was crazy because I remember one time with Nisha and all them, I was explaining to them, like, saying names? all the crazy. Oh. No, Nisha, oh, my I friend Nisha. I was explaining to them. <laughs> all the crazy stuff that happened in my middle school and high school years mm-hmm. and they were just like what the hell and I'm like yeah mm-hmm. like that was my experience like some crazy shit went down and me and Nisha was just trading stories back and forth cause she from Florida and Florida I was in the I know they got shit. some crazy going on there so <laughs> that's why I'm just like we were just trading stories back and forth and I'm like yeah this really happened in small town Jackson Mississippi so I just think yeah. that it was it was just a lot, but I think it's giving people a glimpse into what people within a generation under us is kind of going through, or maybe our current generation, because obviously yeah. the issues in life change, and I think the cultural issues also, like, they evolve over time. They either get worse or some mm. get better, but I feel like what my mom went through in high school is nothing compared to what, um, like, what I don't know, people that I know this in high school right now, I know this is completely different. And I know what we went through in high school right now is probably completely different from what they're going through in high school right now. So I think it's just giving everybody, especially the older generations, like a look into trying to empathize with what these kids are going through right now. And it's talking about like a lot of heavy stuff. Like I know that before the episode premiered, Zendaya released like this whole um, like press release or something, like a disclaimer basically saying that um, Euphoria features a lot of heavy topics, um, like a lot of graphics, nudity, different things like that. I just want to let y'all know that some things are triggering, and if you feel like you may be triggered, don't watch it. And that's when I knew. I was like, girl, this is going to talk about a lot. I don't know. A part of me feels like this is maybe stuff that maybe happened when our parents were in high school, but because of the introduction of technology and social media we and phones, a lot of stuff is more public. Like, when she was having sex with that boy in the pool and they were just all standing around recording her, <laughs> I'm like, I could see something like that happening back in the day, maybe when my mom was in high school or like maybe your mom was, but it wasn't nobody around to record it. See, or I... tweet about it. I don't know, I disagree with that. Stuff don't surprise me. I mean, yeah. Sometimes feel like stuff is a cycle, like the bullying and the the body image issues and the slut shaming and maybe possible drug use. Because God only knows what they were on back in the day or the stuff you didn't tell me. Like obviously, shit feel the same. But I just feel like I could see some of this stuff happening back in the day. It's just not as bad. Like social media has made stuff a lot worse. Especially when you get into how people want to be perceived, the images they put off, likes and popularity. But see, uh, that still makes me feel like the issues that they were facing back then are not the same issues that they're facing now. Because mm-hmm. if we was, if I was to think about what my mom was probably going through in high school, like 
I just, my mom had a fro. She was really into like, <laughs> like the Black Panther movement, like stuff like that. Like I just don't mm-hmm. see them being caught up into popularity and different stuff like that. And my mom was even still cool with like majority of the folks that she went to high school with. Where she is <laughs> she not because she's told me things that I think if I told you would relate back to some of the shit that was happening in our high school and that was happening in this show. And when did your mom go to high school? Like, not trying to put her age out there, but... She was born... I, don't, I think my mama went to... 1956. <laughs> you didn't have to say that. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just what trying, year she went to high school. I don't know what year she went to high school. I'm trying to do the math. I'm just trying to add her little year. I want to say she was in high school around, what, the 70s? My mom was too, because Marcus was born in 84, so maybe like the 70s, late 70s, early 80s. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get my so, mom a early 70s, late 70s. Because <laughs> my mom was born in the 60s, so. Okay, my mom was born in the 50s. Yeah, so that's why I'm just like, some of the stuff she didn't tell me, I'm just like, yeah, it sounds about right. The shit we went through in high school, or shit we saw in high school, and then the shit that's happened on this show. But I love Zendaya, and it's yeah, they need to give her all the awards, all of them. And she said that it was strange. I think that it's a good performance. No, I'm not saying it's a good, it's not a bad performance. I'm just saying, like, I don't know if I'm gonna go that far. We just seen one episode. I just think that for her, listen, when I think about her, I'm sold. I'm sold on it. I'm sold on the show. I'm just saying, one episode, I feel like we haven't seen everything yet. We just seen this one facet of her, and like I was just concerned for the character because when she was talking to that guy about how like what was going on with her dad at the time and how she had like a panic attack and whatever drugs they put her on, like the feeling she felt, she, she had been yeah, she felt looking for that her, her whole mind. life yeah, and like all the drugs she was on when she was little from like anxiety to like maybe bipolar disorder, all that stuff that lady was diagnosing mm-hmm. her with. It's just like, I can't imagine growing up with whatever she was growing up with and feeling like I need to lean on drugs as an escape and searching for this feeling of euphoria, like just nothingness. Just I don't want to feel nothing. I don't want to think about nothing. Yeah. I don't want to talk about nothing. I just want to be numb. And like, she be going hard. Like, you know it's real when your mama got a drug test you. And you, you done run. ran down the street. You done ran across the world pee. to get some pee. <laughs> And you walk in the house, and the mama is a drunk, obviously. Yeah. The other daughter is supposed to be a hoe. And I'm just like, girl, this this is deep. Like, she taped it to her leg. Like, she, she knew what to do. Yeah, she knew it how- had to be hot. She, I think the show was good in how it gave you, like, it places you in her mind. How she thought about those three options. She can either take all these pills or, like, a vitamin supplement and, like, take all this water and then die. Or she can try to order some synthetic pee online, or she can go mm-hmm. ask a friend that don't do drugs for their pee, but had to make sure that the pee was warm enough so it could pass the test. And the mom, I really appreciate the realness of a black mom and how she was talking to her. And like, like some of these shows, sometimes the way they depict black moms, I'm like, I would never be able to yell at my mom or talk to her like that or slam doors in her house and not get my head knocked off or at least get snatched up. Like her mama was not playing with her. Yeah. And I, and I was like, I feel this is a real depiction of a black mama who was scared, who was worried. Yeah. She already got two mouths to feed. And I kept wondering what happened to the dad. And then when they revealed that he died, I was like, ask that, the grief on top yeah. of it. I'm just like, this shit is real. She not playing with you. 
Yeah. She's and then just even you. how each of the little high school characters have like their own storyline and we get to learn like a little bit about each one of them. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of like the, the girl, the big girl too, the one that was supposed to be a virgin claimed she lost her virginity, but I honestly am not sure if she was lying. I or think she lost truth. it. But do I think that she really wanted to lose it in that moment? No. Do I think that a lot of high school girls feel that way? Yes. Do I think so, that after that happens and the girl switches up from being goody tissues to like someone that's, I guess, more liberated and more free to do whatever they want? Yeah. Yes. They put that in the trailer. So yeah. I guess it's true. But I also feel like, who did she lose it to? Because it was three niggas in that room. She said she lost it to that guy, the weird looking oh. guy with the mustache. Not the two He looks twins. like an actor. And who them twins are? I know them. They, um, I don't know where they from. <laughs> they Instagram was getting on my nerves. I was like, y'all are the epitome of little brothers that like piss people off. Y'all are annoying. Yeah, and I I was like, were they in the black dude house having this party? Yes. Oh, he's crazy as fuck. Right. But that. you, saw, you saw he was he was like, man, if anything is out of place, my mommy is going to whoop my ass. Yeah, and I just you think that that scene, fucking... right, that scene that he had with that girl when, like, they paused it right before, like, you know, they was about to get fixed, and they showed, like, mm-hmm. all the footage of, like, porn videos and stuff. Oh, my God. That was it so is, necessary. It was so necessary because it's basically showing y'all how you watch all this porn. You think that this is really what sex is. You think that this is really what women want, or you think that this is how sex is supposed to go down, and then you get into the real-life, like, situation. And no, that's cap. That's not what that's supposed to be at all. And I'm glad that that girl was like, listen, I don't like that. Can we go a little bit, you know, more gentle? Calm down. It ain't that deep. Take and ask my permission. Yes. So consent. Consent. Ask for my permission first. Don't just do that without asking me. Because it did look like it was going to be a rape. And yeah, she, like, she paused. She was like, see, pause. You probably think that this is going to go horribly wrong, but it's not. And I was like, thank you so much. Zendaya walking on walls and shit. <laughs> like, Yo, that scene, do you know that with that scene, they put her in a rolling um room and they wired hmm. everybody else down flat. Like the people, wow. like, but the whole room, money. Exactly, but the the whole point when Zendaya was like walking and the wall was turning and stuff and she kept falling down, that was that her was in this little thing that was like rotating, but everybody else was strapped in and they couldn't move. That's tight. I told my brother to watch it because I said it's actually a pretty good show. He wasn't mm-hmm. interested in first, but I've been seeing a lot of people talk about it. And I'm like, it's actually pretty good. I can like, see how it's triggering, though. Yeah, if you've been through that, I mean, I maybe it's because I'm used to seeing stuff like this or because of high school. Yeah, I, it just seems normal to me. Or not normal, but like I'm just desensitized from it. Mm. But I think the only thing that triggered me was when her sister walked in that room and saw all that throw up and how she yeah. got over I said, girl, I was like, that little baby enough? did not have to see that. Is that enough to make you go cold turkey on drugs? Like, I don't know what we... And then because... the fact that she came out of rehab and said, I had no intentions of staying clean. Yeah. Yo, your little sister just picked you up off the floor, dude. You almost died. And I think it's, yeah. I think it's like, not weird, but the guy, what's his name? Fresno? Or Fres- he looked like Mac Miller. I was just about to say that. I was like, yo, <laughs> this looks like Mac Miller. And to hear scary. him talk about like, yo, drugs ain't the way to go. Like, bro, I thought yeah. you was going to get your life together. That was so weird to see. I was like, uh-uh. Or 40, uh, Drake's best friend. 
kind of look like him too. Mm, yeah. But I got Mac Miller vibes from him. Yeah, I'm totally. Like, you know, Drake is behind this show. He's a producer yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, I'm going to give you the grassy. We're going to take it up like three, four, five notches. Yo, and whoever is like um doing the music. The, yes. Let's really get it good. to, first of all, Megan Thee Stallion. Okay, nah, let's take it back to the first beginning of the show. Oh, Beyonce, here you go. No, oh my God. No, no, I no, 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 no. When I heard the first doom, 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 I was like, oh, okay, I know what this song is, but this is probably the original version of the song. And then when they took the original like sample and turned it into Beyonce's Lemonade, I was like, you know what? This show is lit. Give them all the awards just based on this. But, like, all the songs in it were just good. Like, Yeah, it good. was very modern to what the kids listen to today and what's happening. I'm like, girl, Megan, you was winning, sis. Yeah. They didn't put you on HBO. Yeah, like, she blowing up. And, an L, and when Issa Rae come back with her show, I'm sure Megan going to be up and through yeah. that show. I mean, if it had came out this summer, it probably would have been that and Act Up by City Girls is going to be probably the two the two songs that we probably gonna hear next season when Insecure come back on. Yeah. But since you brought up your girl, since you brought up Queen B, mm-hmm. let's talk about the Lion King clip. <gasps> I want you to take this to your experience. <laughs> of, you know. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me calm down. No, foot coming down. Alright, so. Saw you. Uh, Lion King release. I'll make this really quick because I feel like you know. Okay, anywho, let me put my mind together. Lion King released another 30 second clip. I don't know why they keep releasing all, like all these short trailers for this movie. It makes sense for them not to give the movie away, but everybody named Mama has seen Lion King. But Sucks for you if you have not. Pause. Typically with a lot of movies, and not just them, they'll put out two or three full trailers and then they'll do TV clips, which is like 30 second snippets of the movie. So they just doing it because Disney also owns Avengers and yeah. Marvel and they do the same thing. So that's probably okay. why. Yeah. So, a lot of people have been asking, what does Donald Glover voice sound like? Because this is our first time hearing Donald Glover. And then they also was wondering, okay, but what does Beyonce sound like when she sings? So, the clip before this was Beyonce talking. Like, narrating, like, Simba, you are the king. And who lost my shit with that one. But this one, they are singing can you feel the love tonight and when i say i am weak honey i am weak i lost my mind when i heard her i didn't know you could make can you feel i didn't know you could make this song sound like that it just sounds amazing and i'm so excited and i have reaction uh video to it maybe we can just go ahead and edit it (laughs) yeah into how i sound but I lost all my senses. I cannot wait for the movie. I just Ikra looked and sounded so annoyed with you that it was just. I, I lost my mind when Ikra was like, "I've never heard this song before, girl." Hush, hush. My only critique is that can they raise my uh, Donald's mic up a little bit? Right, don't it sound like Beyonce? <laughs> I'm like Beyonce, girl. Like we know you can sing, sis. Can Beyonce you get my... said, "I am not doing this movie unless I'm the only person that is." Can y'all be equally yoked and not you like out singing the fuck out of him? Because Donald can sing, but he ain't like her level. But I'm like, I, I hear Donald. I hear him whispering, but I want to hear him. 
when she hit up. that little run at the end of tonight, I was like, yes, B, take us there. Take us there. I cannot wait to see this in the theater. I am pushing and moving away any kid that is in my way. Do you have your tickets already? And you... What? Do you have your tickets? I was just thinking about the video. You was like, you better get the tickets now. Right, because the tickets went on sale, I think, when that video came out. Um, no, because, and I say this because, I'm not trying to see it that first day that it comes out. I'm trying to get in on that weekend, but I got to pick the right time to go, so I don't have my tickets yet. I don't like going when I feel like it's going to be a lot of people, so I try to go in the afternoon and the daytime so I can really soak it in and digest it all. You do understand that you probably won't see it over the weekend because I'm it's probably sold out. out. It's probably already yeah. sold out. And I don't care. It's okay. Yeah. I know. I take that back. For some odd reason, where I go to the movies at up here in New Jersey, mm-hmm. it's never sold out when I think that the movie should be like sold out. How many theaters are in New Jersey? Because I feel like the only time we went to the movies was at the mall and we went to that theater. We never went okay, anywhere else. Okay, that's one. And then towards like south of where I live, it's like four good ones that I'll hit okay. up. Okay. Reclinable seats? Yes. What seat do I like? D7 or D8? And if you can't get D7 or D8, you need to try to get D6. That's the perfect seats in a movie theater. I have calculated this from my months of working at the movie theater. That is the best mm-hmm. seat in the movie. That is crazy. That is. But yeah, I so can't crazy. wait. Okay, so continuing along the lines of music, the BT Awards is tonight. And I just oh sorry. He loves doing that shit. <laughs> and I just want to say, I had no clue. I didn't see no commercial. Ooh. I didn't hear nothing on the radio. I do know that Regina Hall is hosting it. I don't know who is performing. I don't know who is nominated. And it saddens me because I remember B- the BET Awards back in the day used to be a big deal. Yeah. Like in the early two thousands, Monique hosted it. Steve Harvey hosted it. Jada and Will hosted it. And it also was a time when music was still like relatively really good mm-hmm. in every genre. So it just saddens me that this is the 19th anniversary and next year will be the 20th. And if this is the type of attention it's getting this year, imagine what it's going to be on the 20th anniversary. Like, I know people going to watch it, but people don't watch it to enjoy it. At this point, people watch it to make fun of it and tweet about it and give us memes and like funny little hee-hee-ha-ha tweets. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of like, it's really sad to see the so, decline you, in BET. Were you expecting to see it publicized on social media or were you like watching like TV or was it both? Um, I don't watch TV as much as I should, but I feel like some way, somehow, I feel like I should have known about the BET Awards. Maybe even on social media. I feel like I didn't even see it there. I saw it on, I saw it on Twitter, but I was more so talking about the BET experience, but I knew that, that was going on during the BET Awards weekend. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I think about the mecca of of BET when, like, College Hill and Baldwin Hills was on, when 106 and Park still had Free and AJ, when you mm-hmm. had Rap City and Cedars World and Hits from the Streets. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, now BET just plays movie reruns. Mm-hmm. Martin reruns. So and okay. I keep storing it. So speaking of that, I watched this interview on a Breakfast Club with Connie Orlando, who is like the VP of BET or like a high ranking executive. Mm-hmm. And she, okay, immediately I don't know why, but when I watch a YouTube video, I go straight to the comments. I don't know why I do it, but I do too. a lot of people were saying like, "Oh, 
can somebody pass the memo that we want these shows back? Uh, oh, I, I love me and T when it was like the 1990s, early 2000s. Or can somebody let her know that they need to stop playing all these tired movies over and over again on Rerun? Can we get like some shows that, you know, are needed for the Black community? And then Charlemagne started asking Connie, like, um, you know, what's the future of BET? Like, what can we expect to see? He just wished that more people, like, would tune in to BET more. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just talking about how a lot of things are going to be more digital. Um, yeah. And how and she, yeah, and how they're trying to figure out how they have to play that line of we keeping on TV to the people that's leaving TV and going into digital. And then also keeping the people that's on digital because, like, you got to have both on the same side. You just can't have one and expect like your company is supposed to do great. And then he asked her like about like awards and stuff. And then she talked about like how early they start they um, you know selection process on awards and stuff. Like Nipsey Hussle is supposed to be on it tonight. And mm-hmm. he like asked her like, okay, did y'all already have him in mind before his passing, or like did it come after? She was like, well, we don't start thinking about that till like May, so it definitely was afterwards. And then um, he asked her something like, uh, do you ever feel some type of way when you invite an artist to come to the BET Awards and they don't show up, but you see them at like you know the other big award Oscars. shows like Oscars, Grammy. MTV, Grammy, stuff like that. Like, do you feel some type of way? And she was like, um, I don't necessarily feel no kind of way because she said um, she looks at BET as home because she said a lot of the people that we try to get back and sometimes they don't come back, we kind of gave them their start out on BET. Like, we were some of the main people that was rooting for them in the beginning. And, you know, it kind of hurts in a way to feel like they don't want to come home but she said the door is always open for them to come back and so you do feel a type of way that's what it sounds like I mean but I would say that she the way her interview was she didn't take anything personal I can say that I mean obviously she can't take anything personal because mm-hmm. like she's so high up you kind of have to answer those questions in a way with like eh, okay I guess you feel some type of way but you're not gonna come out there and say it but they were definitely asking her, like, okay, what's next? Why are people not involved? You know, what are you guys doing? Different things like that. So it was an interesting interview. It was short, but, yeah, a lot of people raised the same, you know, questions that you raised. But, and then somebody in the comments was like, you know, I feel like BT should have a series on, like, financial literacy. Um, you have so many rappers just buying back the block. Why not follow them on a documented series or like a series to show how they go through the process of signing all these deals and stuff? Where's the news? Where yeah, the about, news. Where are black journalists? Yeah, stuff like that. And I was like, you know, where's BT Uncut? Okay, sis. Do you remember that? BT you got so out. Where's BT Uncut? <laughs> because I'm thinking about the variety of content that was on there, and I'm just like literally every hour there was something different like yeah. I'm in my head I'm literally picturing everything I used to watch on there that I used to watch BET now you can't get me to turn to it for nothing well we gotta nothing in we the world get back to it. maybe me and you should just go work there it's some women from Spelman or a woman from Spelman I know works there because they came back to Spelman my senior year and they had like a panel of like all these black women who went to Spelman except for one who work at like HBO mm-hmm. and BET and he, CW and somewhere else. And the lady from CW was talking about how 
when they did that merger between WB and UPN, all the black shows from one on one got canceled to the Parkers. Eve Eve uh, was a good show. Girl, one on one was a good show. yeah. One on one was no. What was that show? Half had? and half. No. What was the one with Lisa Ray? And, um, all of us. I loved all of us. That's what I'm saying. I'm naming all because half and half was the one with Essence Atkins mm-hmm. and Mona, and I love that one too. But all of those got canceled and cut, and it was just nothing but white content. And I'm just like, those shows were. So I feel good. like that's what happened with BET. They sold out, and like not necessarily white content got put on, but like the quality of stuff and just like the attention that was put and care that was put into the channel just dispersed. And like we need to get it back. Agree. We really do. So are you and watching I'm like, I... the BET Awards tonight? No, I don't really want wait, to. Wait, wait. How are we going to say all that, Aaliyah? And then we not going to watch it? I'm going to try to watch it. I don't know. I just, just I don't know. To watch it. I just, I don't think my excitement is there. Because that's another thing is that I feel like the quality of the award show has gone down. I'm noticing with a lot of award shows now that they don't even focus on the awards no more. It's more so about the performances. But now the performances are half-assed. I remember one BET Awards show. And I remember it was when Jada and Will hosted it. This was when Destiny's Child was still together. So that's when they did that whole lap dance performance. Mm-hmm. That was also the same year that Gladys Knight was honored as um, the Lifetime Achievement Award. The Fugees opened up that award show. And no one, they said when they were working on it, they weren't even sure if they were going to get together and make it because they had a lot of negotiations between Lauren and Wycliffe. And it was a lot of dissension mm-hmm. of like, are they going to show up? Like when you open up with a group like that, that broke up and you knew Lauren Hill at that point had not been in the line like the way she was. And y'all were able to bring them back together. No one expected it. And they did like a whole medley of songs. Like you got to start strong and end strong and you got to keep me entertained yeah. out. And I just feel like I've been giving them chances for the past couple of years and it hasn't been strong, even down to the hosts. Like some of the hosts over the well, past right years have been sucky. Hall, so. I know she is funny, but I don't know why for some reason they get these funny people to come on, but they just don't do so great when they get on that stage. And I and I like Regina Hall, and I think she can do a good job, but I just wonder what she's going to bring. Is she going to be bringing back Brenda from Scary Movie? That would be dope. Wish she had a Marlon the Wayne brothers come out and help her with it. Like, she's mm-hmm. been so many different characters True. that I just would love to see what she's going to bring entertainment She could be Okay, what candy we talking about? We talking about best man holiday candy. They got kids and a haircut. Or we talking about stripper candy? I'm talking about the first all movie? the candy. Okay, but I mean, Aaliyah, just how can she give you candy? Candy was a stripper. So I don't know. She, she can do some type without... of skit. Okay, they all do some type of skit. It's something. Not always. Well, some of them get up there and do stand up. Well, she not a stand up comedian, so true. But she's naturally funny. My my point is just that it hasn't been entertaining. And I know that Come Nipsey's getting honored. Watch it with me. And I know that Tyler Perry's getting honored. And I know that... Who are they honoring this year? The musician that they're honoring? Oh, my God. It's on the tip of my tongue. I just cannot remember. Who is it that they're honoring musician-wise? I was shocked when they did it. Because I was like, huh, I never thought about... I can't remember. But, like, I just feel like for the past nine or eight years, it just hasn't wow. been that great. And I will turn it quick and in a hurry i will turn it off because i don't watch tv like that okay no more let's, anyway. let's just try to watch it and see where it goes okay i'm gonna think about it all throughout the day i'm gonna be like you know what i may watch it and if it gets boring i'm turning it off and i don't even know about the bt her awards i don't even know about that this is what i'm saying this is what i am talking about okay okay 
Okay, so we have two more topics left. Um, and I don't know if you want to do Nicki Minaj or you want to do reparations. Mm, let's try to do both. No, I'm saying which one you want to do first oh. is what I meant to say. Um, let's do Nicki Minaj since we're talking about entertainment and stuff. Oh, Nicki. Uh, Nicki Minaj, just... Nicki the Ninja, Nicki the Harajuku Barbie. Okay. It's like, I don't even Did you know listen why to you me? girls bother at this okay. point. Okay, Aaliyah. <laughs> <laughs> I win. You lose. <laughs> Yo, I'm a bad bitch. Okay, I'm done. Okay. No, I didn't listen to it because I was at work and I didn't, I didn't listen know to Queen on. Radio either. But the snippets that I got based on Twitter, didn't, I didn't get no snippets. I didn't get no snippets. I'm talking about the stuff that I read. That's what I'm saying. The Shade Room normally posts the snippets, either them or Ball Alert, and they didn't do it. They just put the quotes, and I was just like, it's better if I can hear it because I want to hear the voice she uses. Yeah, I need oh, to. I need. I actually have Apple uh, Music, so maybe I can go find it and listen to it. Yeah. But I just know that people was talking about how she called Miley Cyrus. Uh, what she called Purdue. her? Purdue Chicken. chickens. Oh my god! I don't see this whole thing. If that happened so long ago, why you just couldn't move past it, Nikki? Like, why you have to bring that girl back up? Like, okay, she brought it back up. Attention? Do you know how she brought it back defense. up? Because. Miley kind of took a shot at her Again? in her song. She was just like, I love Nicki Minaj, but I'm Team Cardi. <gasps> so in that essence, she picked a side. Ooh, so I forgot about that. Wait, and so, what song was that? Something called Catitude. What? That's the name of the song. I don't even know the song. I'm not listening to that shit. I heard a snippet of it and it sounded horrible. So not great at all. But I feel like I want Nicki to get to a point where she just really starts to ignore certain things because one, you're too old. And not like that she's an old woman. It's just that you're like 36, 37. And I kind of feel like you're at a point in your career, in your life, where you can just really ignore a lot of shit and brush it off. Mm-hmm. And not feed into it because it doesn't make you look better. And then your minions or your fans go out and they egg you on to be more childish. And it's just not a good situation all around. And they do the same thing. They participate. She is 36. That's what I'm saying. Like, at some point, you got to, like, let that childish, immature behavior go, honey. Like, who is Miley Cyrus to you? A nobody. Yeah. A nobody. I don't know why folks just can't take the high road and not say nothing. It's hard. It's hard for Cardi B to do that because she always yeah, opens her mouth, too. And then... But I can always blame it on her being young and dumb because she's still in her 20s, her early 20s. So I just think for you, it's like you've reached a point in your career where you have achieved a lot. Some will call you a legend. You don't even have to address anything somebody like Miley. And all she said was, I'm just Team Cardi. She didn't, I mean, it wasn't that bad of an insult for you to be going off and calling and accusing her of sucking. Uh, Mike giving, Will. Mike Will made it fellatio. Mind you, this girl's in a hole. She's, she's married ma- now. Like, yeah, that's what I was like, girl, she's married now. Can you let that go? And I, you're applying that either she cheated on her husband now or something because what the hell, Nikki? Like, and, and sometimes I'm, I don't. I feel like she say stuff and it's not true because I remember when she said Ra Ali like beat Cardi up and I'm like girl we all saw the footage you and her were on two separate sides of the room Ra Ali was nowhere around so how did she beat Cardi up we know Cardi got the knife from the security elbowing her so what are you talking about it's just like I feel like she say stuff just to say it and people eat it up and run with it even if it's not true so I just think that I want you to grow up your Megatron song is okay Mm-hmm. I didn't like it's that. nothing new. It's nothing new from you. The video was nothing new from you. Focus on your pen. 
ignore these new girls that's coming out that you feel like are a threat to you. Just give us good music and good visuals, okay? As creative as you are. I think I'm done. One would think <laughs> that you would be on the level of like a Missy Elliott. Because Missy Elliott always gave you something new. She ain't never repeat herself. So I just don't understand why you have time to get on the radio and rant and rave about girls who really are not a threat to you and really don't matter in the grand scheme of things. Well, you could be in the studio writing. Because hmm. these new girls coming up, they coming, honey. Megan Thee Stallion is coming. I just, I think I'm just City over, girl. I think I'm over Nikki huh. altogether. I don't think there's nothing she can do to, like, make me, like, really pay attention to her anymore. I think I'm just done. Lizzo? Lizzo I love Lizzo. <laughs> so it's like, in time, we may not not need you anymore but it's like there are a lot of girls coming up now who are really making a name and a staple for themselves they're not going nowhere they're not fleeting they're here to stay so I just kind of feel like focus on you and yours because your queen era was not the best and a lot of people did not like that album they like maybe 5 out of 19 Mm. songs and that's not good that's a horrible album at that point so grow up that's that's my advice to Nikki and you said you're done with her I just I just can't care no more. <laughs> I, I feel it. I really do. I understand. Also, quick question. Did you watch Basketball Live? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, you can cut that out of editing. I just wanted to know because I know you like Evelyn. Yes. Um, so, last but not least. Reparations. So, this past week, um, there was a hearing at the house um, mm-hmm. where they were discussing reparations from slavery. And um, this guy was his name was Tanasi Coates. He's like a Tanahisi. Yes, Tanahisi, Ta-Nahisi Coates. Coates. Yeah. So he was there speaking, and you know, just basically giving his two cents on what he thought reparations were. And basically, the Republican Mitch Ma, Mitch Mitchell McDonald. I don't know. Look, I don't care that I'm messing up his name. I really don't care. Well, I think it's Mitch McDonald. Anywho, uh, basically, just said that he don't think that reparations are necessary. And what was special about this hearing was it was just trying to introduce a bill for us to start discussing reparations. It didn't say, like, oh, today we're going to sign this bill and all Black people are going to have reparations. It was just to have an open discussion for it, to introduce the bill to talk about reparations. But I think it just sparked in my mind, like, what does reparations mean to you? Like, if you could get reparations, what would they look like? It could be individually it could be as a group of people but like what does reparations look like to you just something quick um i don't know i guess it would be money how much money i mean that's the first (laughs) if i'm thinking about as an individual i feel like i can't say a specific amount because i don't know if you can put a price on just the physical and the traumatic um consequences that came from slavery because like I said like we've had to bear the brunt of what was done to our ancestors Mm -hmm. um, today with the lack of like economic opportunities and we don't have privilege the way white people do based off the back of our ancestors I just think if I had reparations I would be using it to invest and making sure that like with this money I have I want to make sure I keep it and I feel like some people are going to get it if they if it ever happens, which I don't think I'll be allowed to see it. But if it ever happens, some people are going to take that money and ex- blow it hmm. because we don't have any education on financial literacy or 
we don't like to invest. We just like to spend and immediately get what we want instead of thinking about the long term of like, we don't want this money to go away. So let's see what we can do to continue to make sure it not runs out. And I just kind of feel like if it was me and I get some money, I'm going to invest to make sure I don't lose it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pay off whatever debt I do have. I might spend a little, but the way I, I am now, like I like keeping every little penny that I have. Mm-hmm. So knowing me, I, I probably wouldn't even spend it like that. Like, I feel like I would make sure my mom was good, make sure my brother was good. I'd probably build me a house. I would invest in all my dreams, um, invest in various avenues or whatever that's happening. And I feel like we also need to think about building up, I guess, like what Nipsey Hussle was doing with his mm-hmm. neighborhood, like putting money back into our own neighborhoods and building them up. We need more Black-owned businesses. Uh, black schools. I'm thinking about Tulsa, Oklahoma, and how they were the black Wall uh, Street, the Black Wall Street, and how mm-hmm. they had their own homes, movie theaters, uh, schools, businesses. They were thriving, and the black dollar was literally circulating without, throughout their community. It never right. left. So it's like if we could get more of those and have our own communities, the way you see these Jewish people do it, the way you see these Asian people do it, I think we would be straight. Yeah, but I even the like, next community. Yes, but I just feel like you got a lot of people out there who are going to take this money and blow it. And my thing is, the only rule I would have in place is if you blow that shit, you're not getting no more. Right. So once we give you the money, that is on you to have the responsibility to decide how you want to spend it. If you want to blow that shit, you do it. But when you back poor again, I don't want to hear anything about why I need more or there wasn't enough money. Because I, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, somebody brought up a good point of how this is going to work with people who are biracial or people who came into the country were like, migrated here like from Africa do, are they able to get reparations too or is it just the people yeah, who are somebody asked descendants of, slave, of slaves and then how does it work if I'm mixed if my black side in, you know, endured this do I still get some money and how much money are we talking because that's a lot of black people that you gotta feed Yeah. and so I think for me that's just what I would do with my money I don't know how much is enough because I don't know if money is enough to ever fixed it yeah you know just when i think about all these black men who get shot down and their murderers don't get to go to jail but then the family settles out of court and i'm like 10 million dollars is nothing when you gotta wake up the next morning and the person that you love the most is still not here but the murderer gets to walk free be with his family you know live his life still make money i just i don't i don't know about the amount but that's what i would do what about you I think I wholeheartedly agree with everything that you said. I don't mm-hmm. think there's a dollar amount that could justify it or, you know, mm-hmm. make it better. Um, I do think that I would, whatever it is, I would take that money, pay off my debts, um, pay off mm-hmm. my mother's debts, make sure my mother is fine. Um, and then start investing, like definitely going into those communities, like you said, and just keeping legacy alive of the marathon mm-hmm. and just making sure that I help educate people about financial literacy like, you know, how to get your finances in check, how to educate them on certain things, and just make sure that I leave a legacy that lasts generations to come. Like, I wouldn't play with that money. Like, I would make sure that whatever my ancestors sacrificed to get me here, that I'm going to make a similar sacrifice as well to make sure that the people after me are, like, taken care of. Yeah, I mean, I just think... I don't know, I just... I want to, I think we don't think about how we can invest and how we can keep money flowing. Hmm. 
And I think other communities think about the long haul. It's just, I got money now and I want to keep it. Yeah. But some of, I feel like a lot of us in the black community is just like, I'm going to buy everything I ever wanted. And yeah. then afterwards, when the money gone, you ain't got to waste to pay for half the shit you just bought. So it's just like, we got to do better. But also that's kind of not our fault either because it's like we never had shit to really learn how to keep. It always gets taken away from us or we don't get the same opportunities to learn about stuff like that. So maybe if I got reparations, I do my due diligence to like educate people. Yeah. Are you typing? No. Um, you hear a clicking noise? Yes. Um. Hmm. I was like, are you going off? Cause like you are <laughs> typing in the background. <laughs> yeah. But, um, that was a good question to end with. Yeah. Um, so that's it for our show, everybody. This is the longest show I think we've recorded. Yeah, ever. it it's is over an hour. Yeah, <laughs> well, we was talking. You know, we had to say that piece. It is true. That is true. We were talking. Yeah. So. Um, should we put our socials for where people can follow us? More so, really follow the page. Like yeah. you can follow. Um. <laughs> Can't think of the page. The page. No, because I couldn't put and for some reason I couldn't put fish and grits in the Twitter handle. Uh-huh. Because somebody took it. So I think it's just fish grits and it's underscores between. Okay. I got I got you, sis. I got you. Um, I got you. But next the, time we'll have it together. <laughs> the handle is fish underscore underscore grits on Twitter. Yes. Yes. You can follow the, the podcast page. Mm-hmm. We're gonna mm-hmm. post our DNA playlist, which is something new that me and Destiny are working on. Yes, it's a summer um, playlist with all the yes. good vibes. Of yes. course. Are we going to try to do that every week or every two weeks? We should try to do it every two weeks. Okay. Okay. And, you know, our Twitter handles are in the bio mm-hmm. on the Twitter page. Well, I have to change yours, so I'll do that. And we don't have an Instagram page yet. It's coming. Everything's coming, coming soon. And we're going to post Destiny's um, crazy reaction <laughs> to The Lion King on the Twitter page so you all can enjoy her spasm of fuck out and y'all over can Beyonce. Laugh at me. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, best friend. We good? We good. Love all right. Enjoy your Sunday. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>